Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. We're back. Another episode. This is episode number 73. Um, not 73, my bad. God, I can't even read anymore. 79. Back again with episode 79. Um, I just had probably the best snack in the world. Um, crackers with cheese and salami. I mean, talk about an ultimate snack, right? You got protein from the salami, you have dairy from the cheese, and you got grain from the cracker, depending on what kind of cracker you use, right? I mean, if you use like a a multi-grain cracker, you'll get a lot more than a, you know, if you get like a Ritz cracker, obviously. Um, but for the most part, I think a well-balanced and well-loved snack, I think. You can't really go wrong with crackers and cheese and salami, right? If you're a cultured person, right? If you're somebody who likes the best of all the worlds that you can have, right? You, you're going to love crackers and cheese and salami. A salami is obviously Italian. Crackers, depending on what kind they are, they could be American or European. And depending on the cheese too, either American European, or any other culture or country that produces that cheese. My favorite cheese of all time has got to be Monterey Jack cheese. For some reason, the flavors of that cheese and putting it on like um, uh, anything, crackers or sandwiches or like topping it off some maybe a little bit of beans Maybe some pork, some tacos. Oh, my God, a burrito. You know, just all-time cheese, I think. Just, you know, a, a delight for you to have. Um, but, you know, I mean, like, that, for me, is a healthy snack. Now, if you eat too much, of course, too much of one thing is not going to be good. You know, you can eat, you know, crackers and cheese and salami can be you know, a lot better than a bag of Doritos. But if you have too much of that, you know, like I did right now, um, it won't be a good thing. In fact, it could be a very bad thing. So I guess the point of that was to indulge in your favorite snack every once in a while, but in moderation. But I don't know if you could do indulge in moderation, if that's even possible. Because I believe indulge means have a lot of, and moderation is controlling that, or not a lot, you know? You, we, we really need to uh, make sure we know the definitions of these words. That way we don't, you know, collaborate them or combine them in a way that makes absolutely no sense to anybody who uses them, which is why I think that, you know, some of these words, like I've said in the past, there's just too many that mean the same thing, you know, indulge, who, who, who even invented that word? Is it stemmed off of a Greek or Latin word or any other, you know, type of language? Like who, who invented that word indulge? It definitely makes you seem knowledgeable though. Like, um, indulge seems like a, like a high rate ranked reading level word when you're a kid. Or a high-level word in a spelling bee when you're a kid. To be able to spell indulge is probably tough for a kid. 
I don't even think that I could spell it, to be honest with you. I can't spell a lot of things. Indulge. I-N-D-U-N-G-L-E. Indulge. I hope I'm correct. Um, the fact checkers out there, and there are many of them out there, you can all check too. Because um, I'm probably wrong. Um, hope everybody had a decent weekend and is having a good week. You know, it's almost over. I just came back from Los Angeles. Um, I went to go see the Dodgers play. I stayed at a hotel in LA Live at the in in uh, LA Live. Uh, pretty badass game was sick. We played the uh, the Dodgers played the Padres. The Padres, you know, everyone says that they have a good team and everything, but like, I mean, I've yet to see them play any good team and have a good result. I mean, everybody brags about, oh, they have Manny Machado, they have now Juan Soto, they will have Fernando Tatis Jr. Everyone's, like, making all this hype about, you know, their lineup and their big three now, but it's like, bro, have you seen who's on the Dodgers and who's, like, that that entire team that we have in L.A. is stacked. You know, I don't think anybody can really beat us if we're on our... If, if we're on our game, like, it's just, like, not going to happen. But, you know, the media will say things just in, because it's in the spur of the moment, right? The whole thing with Juan Soto going to um, San Diego was such a, you know, a thing that might happen, that might occur, that would be a, a big boom for baseball, right, that people actually cared. But, you know, at the end of the day, San Diego will still be same old, same old San Diego, you know, until they actually make moves and actually, you know, beat us in, like, competitive games. Yeah, it's just, just shut up with that, you know. Everybody likes to talk about them, how, you know, they're a fun team to watch. But who's the best team in baseball right now? That's right. It's the Dodgers. I mean, come on. Right? If you're a Dodgers fan, you should be happy about this, you know. We probably have the best team in the entire league. Will we win the World Series? I have no idea. Um, if history continues to repeat itself, that might not happen. But, you know, I always have hope. I have hope. I have hope for a lot of things. Um, number one being the Dodgers as a sports fan. Number two is the Rams, right? Football is about to start. Um, I got the pre-football jitters. You know, the first, um, preseason games will be kicking off this weekend. It's an exciting time, you know? The world... I mean, at least the country, I think, is in a, is in like the almost, you know, we're nearing fall, you know, it's still hot as shit, but you know, we have that to look forward to. There's, um, I see now, um, fall stuff in stores now, you know, that'll be interesting, you know, if you're going to start buying stuff for Halloween and Thanksgiving, and then shortly after that will be Christmas stuff, and then it will happen all over again. The year will happen all over again, and it's, 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 uh... You know, it's just like how life goes on, you know. One thing will happen after that, and then sooner or later it's going to be over. But that's just, you know, what we can look forward to. And what I'm looking forward to right now is, is football season. Because um, I don't know if you've heard of this, if you're new to the podcast, if you're um, a first-time listener, but I don't even like to call it fall or autumn. I call it football season. It's just, just because... Once that happens, right, that second week or third weekend of September when the league actually kicks off is like, boom, football season through and through. You know, it's hard for me to stop caring about that. Um, 
I don't think that I'm going to be in any fantasy leagues this year, so thank God I'll have some happiness um, throughout the show, and I won't be, you know, beating myself up or talking about that stuff too often because, really, it's pointless. I mean, I almost talked myself into actually doing a league because, you know, I still think that I can win, and I feel like, you know, I'm a competitor, you know, I'm a person that likes to compete, and I will do my best and everything in my power to try to win that, you know, fantasy. But then what crept into my head was, you know, it's all bullshit. It's all just luck. I mean, I drafted last year. I I probably had the best team in the entire league. And I won, like, what, two games, maybe three? I, I finished in the bottom of the league. You know, disappointed. You know, tragic. A, 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 truly a tragedy. Um, and I lost money, too. I, I bet on that league. You know, I, responsibly, of course. But um, I bet on the league. And I lost, I was out out 20 bucks, you know, and that hurts. I mean, I just bought a pair of headphones for $19, and that nearly killed me. Not just my, not my bank account, but my spirit, my soul. Um, my identity was just shattered. Um, and I was using them yesterday. I'm like, oh, this is nice. Like, I, I needed these. But at the same time, I'm like, mm, I'm not going to get that 19 bucks back, you know? But it's a gift and a curse, you know, like Spider-Man, like with his powers, he has to save people. And, you know, that, that means, you know, he's a target and then therefore he can't have so many connections with people because then they become a target for, for the villains, for the bad guys. Um, and then that just becomes, you know, a big conflicting thing where it's like, do I want to be, you know, intimate and in love with Mary Jane or do I keep her away? You know? with Mary Jane, with whoever else, you know, my, my buddies, my friends, you know, it's just, you know, that's my gift and my curse. Like I need things, right? So I have to buy things, but when I buy things, I lose money and that bank account gets smaller or not smaller, but the amount gets smaller. And then I have to live with that sacrifice. It's a gift and a curse. You know, it just comes with the person that I am. I, I, I wasn't, I don't think I was born this way, but I've been molded by it. I've been molded by the cheapness. You were merely adopted. I was born in it, molded by it. The best band of all time, by the way. Uh, just to give a little nerd content there, Bane, the Batman character, um, you know, famous for, I guess, his comic books. You know, people like him for that. I, I like him for the movies. Even though The Dark Knight Rises was a pretty mid-movie, I would say, that Bane is so much better than uh, the comic book vein, uh, Bane. The, the the venom in the arms and all that, I, I, I can't get behind that. I'm sorry. That's just silly talk. By the way, I, f I think I figured out why they canceled Batgirl. There's too many Bat people in this world, in this entertainment world. Um, you have the one that everybody loves in Christian Bale. You have the one that emo kids really like in Robert Pattinson. Right? You have the one that, you know is, you know, is is noted as the best part of those movies in Ben Affleck in his Snyder vs. Batman. And then you have, you know, the old school Batmans like Robert, uh, uh, Michael Keaton, Adam West. Uh, there was a Batwoman show. And I have Batgirl. Next going to have Bat-Dog, Bat-Pig. The list goes on and on and on. You know, it's just like one we got to cut. You know, we have too many bats. It's time to just get rid of one. And honestly, now that I think about it, who was even going to watch Batgirl? 
Really? I mean, were you going to actually say like, yeah, I'll check it out. I want to go see my girl, Batgirl. I want to go see that. And I don't think anybody even gave a damn about that. Now, sure, to the filmmakers, it's tragic, right? You spend all this time working on the this project that they wanted you to do, that you got people to help you out produce it, someone scoring it. Like, they're still going to do the score because they paid for the studio and the musicians to do the score. They're like, I mean, we can't just, you know, not do it. They already paid us to do it. So you got to think that Warner Brothers and, you know, like this is just absolutely hysterical that it's been canned, it's not going to be put out, but they got to finish the production because they already paid for it. I mean, good on the people that are getting that money, by the way. I mean, if Warner Brothers was really that much of a dick, which they are, but they could have be more, they would say cancel everything. We're not going to pay the people to score the music because we canceled it. It's like, no, we got to pay by our contracts and what we already promised and what they signed on to. Sure, produce the music, you know, get it over with, and then we'll swallow it whole, you know? But, you know, good on them. They did one good thing out of a giant mess of stuff that, you know, didn't was was apparently going to come out. I mean, but, you know, they canceled it. And I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Um, I completely had forgotten about that movie until it was actually canceled. I was like, oh, shit, they're going to actually make a Batgirl? Or they were? And then they canceled it? Like, what, what, what? How does that even work? By the way, how have they not canceled that Flash movie? I mean, this guy, Ezra Miller, is just a tyrant. This guy... This guy's, you know, his the, the chase for him and all that was insane. You know, he was evading law enforcement. He just got booked for burglary. I mean, this is insane. What happened to that guy? He seemed to have it all somewhat together. He was in the new Harry Potter franchise. He was the Flash in the Snyderverse. And he was in the, the Flash in the CW-verse, which is cringe as fuck. But, you know, he had it good. He was getting paid. He got money. And now he's like, he needs to steal things? Like, what happened there? Maybe we didn't care about him enough. Maybe, you know, everybody was like, you know, this guy, you know, he's he's good for, like, a couple roles. He's mainly known for The Flash, I think. I mean, I think that new Harry Potter role was, like, maybe one movie and that was it. Maybe a movie and a half. I'm not sure. And I actually know what I think it was, too. I don't know about the third one, but uh, he, I think he was at least in two of the new Harry Potters. Um... And then he just became, he went rogue, he went rampant, and decided to, you know, take matters into my own hands. Like, they don't want to give me the roles that I deserve, well, I'm going to make a, a story for myself that will that will cement me in history. I will, I will go on a rampage, I will cr- commit crimes, and I will be, you know, the, 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 the talk of the town. And by God, he was. And, you know, that might have cost him his job. At Warner Brothers, yeah, as Flash, they might, they should cancel that movie. I mean, like, the amount of hate that this man has been getting is far more than even I could exceed. You know, and I get a lot of hate. But this guy, I mean, I, I just don't see how a movie that he's leading is going to be a profit because of what he has done. And I'm not saying that, you know, uh, people who see it are, you know, like, supporting him. I don't think that's true. I really don't. I believe that there's a big 
there's a big, uh, you know, separating the art from the artist. Like, you know, clearly, I don't agree with Tom Cruise's Scientology beliefs, but by God, I'm going to see Top Gun Maverick again and again and again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, that's how I, you know, see it, the world. Um, and I know, like, people like to put that saying into scrutiny and put it in, into perspective and try to ridicule it with every person that, you know, happens to do something not so great or that you don't agree with. And then they're like, well, do you, can you still say that about this person? Can you say that about that person? Well, yeah, you can. You absolutely can. You just got to, you know, be willing to defend it, I guess, and be willing to receive what the internet is going to throw at you, which is, you know, of course, going to be ridicule and nothing positive ever comes from the internet. Really, nothing ever does come positive from the internet. I mean, you could post, like, something great, something inspirational, something, uh, you know, that, that changes lives. And you'll get people that are like, you don't care about that. You don't care. It just, it just, you know, it just happens. And there's nothing you can do about it. You just kind of have to ignore it. Hopefully, nobody starts a hashtag about it, you know. It's always like, the hashtags nowadays have become, like, almost like, you know, virtual modern-day protesting. If people don't want to go out and protest something in, in, in the streets and stuff, they'll just make a hashtag about it, you know. Hashtag, this must stop, or hashtag, cancel this person, or, you know, whatever. Um... It just, it just tends to happen. And that's just how the world works. You know, we live in this soft age where you have to post things and that's what, that's like, that is, you know, set in stone what I think about this. You know, it's just, it's crazy. I I don't know. Um, Speaking of blasphemy, I was, you know, like I said, on a trip to LA, you know, on the way back home, we make a stop at a gas station because, you know, I got to use the bathroom and stuff. And you know how in the gas stations they have like these little, when you walk out the door, they got that little ruler on the door that measures the, you know, the height of what it is. I'm 5'11". I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a giant, but I'm pretty, you know, above average in height, I would say. I think that the male average in height in the United States is like 5'7", 5'8". So I'm 5'11". So I'm like above that. And I have been above that, you know, since I can remember, um... And uh, I was walking out the door, and I always glance at this little measuring ruler, whatever you call it. It's like a sticker on the door, or like on the door frame. And I always measure it. And for some reason, I feel like I looked, I, I, I seemed shorter than I have been in the past. And I don't know if I'm shrinking, or these things are just not accurate. Like every time I do that, I'm like, I, I walk past, like, you know, the door, ding, ding, ding. I just look, I'm like, what the fuck? There's no way. Like, I, I just. I have no idea what it could possibly be, right? Truly no idea. Um, I don't know if, like, the people who are regulating the height thing are, you know, making it sure that it's, you know, accurate or I'm losing my my mind. I don't think that shrinking happens at the age of 29. But, you know, if I'm the first one to start shrinking, I think you got to study me now. But I don't think that's true because sometimes I feel like I'm I'm just that height. Other times I feel a little shorter than I believe, you know. But I've always been the person like when I do walk out those doors, I always try to extend everything, every fiber in my body. I just extend it and shoot it up because I have to. I feel like, you know, true height when you're just walking and talking is not accurate. It's phony 
because you're 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 not really, you know, per, you're not you're, you're not your full height. You're just talking with people, you know. You're kind of slouching a little bit. You're kind of, um, you know, not extending your entire body. You're just kind of like standing. But you got to be like up straight, extend your neck, extend your your calves. Every little fiber has to be extended. And then I'm five eleven. So like whenever I pass that by, I'm like, yeah. I hope I'm not shrinking. I just I'm not I'm not you know, I'm, my posture is just not straight enough. And I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I always think that you know like. There's nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. But I don't know. Just that one time this past weekend, I felt like, yeah, that that, that seemed a little uh, taller for me. You know, that, that 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 definitely seems a little bit more higher than usual. But I think it was just because uh, my shoes. You know, maybe 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 that maybe it was not you know right. It could have been that too. Um, but I think I'm just going crazy. I'm definitely not shrinking. But if, if I was shrinking, I need to be studied. Because I, I don't know why that would happen. I know you, 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 you people say that they shrink when they get older. But I don't, th- I don't think I'm there yet. Where you can say like, oh, hey, Alex, you're shrinking. It's like, what? How is that possible? Um, but yeah, that kind of freaked me out. But I think it's all in my head. Like most things. One time I thought I had meningitis. Yeah, I had a headache and I was like, what causes a headache like this? And you look it up, you Google it, you WebMD it, and it, you, let me tell you this. WebMDing anything, any little thing, any symptom will send you off the rails. And then you'll be absolutely in shambles for the rest of the day. Maybe even a week. You'll be thinking about it. Like, I remember one time, right? I told you this. I already told you. I, had, I thought I had meningitis because I had a headache and a fever and, like, you know, other symptoms like that. And I was like, it's not the flu. I just immediately went to meningitis. I'm like, oh my God, I have meningitis. Is my head going to explode? Sure enough, it was the flu. You know, I went to the doctor, got looked at. And I'm like, okay, flu, thank God. So I guess some advice for you is to never go on that WebMD shit or even Google. That's, that's just not some good advice because that's, that's all free information, right? Right, you can Google this, that, and the other, and get some, you know, whatever Google tells you, but, like, to get true, true, true information about yourself, your own case, you gotta go see your doctor, right, you can't get that, and that's not for free, that's gonna cost you a pretty penny, so, I I guess, don't WebMD shit, it's just, it's not gonna help, um, it's only gonna make things worse, you know, that's just kinda how, how it goes, what actually made things incredibly unbearable, if you remember, if you're if you're young enough to remember, right, maybe not young, maybe old enough to remember, the early days of Facebook. Remember when Facebook first came out? You had it had almost everything, and even maybe a couple years after it came out, maybe a year or two after it came out, it was perfect. It was a perfect time for you to connect with your friends, to connect with your family, you know, you know, become friends make friendships public, make relationships public, you know, do a bunch of shit that was fun and all that, meeting up and all that, and just, you know, posting and people commenting. Well, there was a feature that every modern-day social media app has built into it that Facebook does not have anymore, and that's messaging or DMing, direct messaging. I can't remember when was the last time that Facebook had its own messaging system in its own app, right? Remember when they they made you download the Facebook messaging app? 
when when before it was perfectly perfectly done in the app itself right you would message your friends privately if you don't want to post it it was so easy and convenient and then they made you download another app to do that exact same thing but just take up more space on your phone and every time you would click the messaging icon on the Facebook app it would boop straight direct you to this other app that you would have to download and if you did it wasn't as good as using the Facebook app right I, I just think that on the on the level of worst inventions of all time worst ideas even would have to be the Facebook messaging app like you already had it so well so perfect before that and even modern day social media sites do it even better today right everything is just built into their own app like you had it Facebook and you ruined it. You ruined it. Like, you ruined a good thing. Like, it was so easy and so convenient that you can, like, look at it now today. Twitter, Instagram, they all have the same messaging, the DMs section just in the app. Like, why Why is this thing have to be, you know, so freaking um, complicated with you? You know, I never understood why they did that. And I remember at a young age, I was like, I when it first came out, I was like, this is so stupid. And I barely use Facebook nowadays, but I logged on one time recently, and I did click on the message. There's a there's a little message icon on the actual app, and it straight says you got to download the the Messenger app. I was like, wow, I can't rem- I can't I can't believe how bad that was. That, that that was such still today to this day a bad idea. Who who was it Zuck who thought of that? And if it was Zuck. Dude, Zuck, you got to get rid of this app. No one likes it. No one liked it back then, and I'm sure no one likes it now. It's so stupid. I mean, you own Instagram, right? Yet you could DM an Instagram, you know, easily. Like, what what were you thinking, you know? Just, like, bad idea. You know, a really, really dumb bad idea. And it's like you can correct this easily by just deleting that app and, and putting your messaging on Facebook, Easily, right? It, it it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't take that much effort, right? Speaking of Facebook, I have not really heard a whole lot of much about Metaverse lately. I wonder if that died. I I, I have a feeling that once people kind of broke out of that out of that pandemic scarcity or or, or fear. Like truly broke out of it. Like I think that that people now, I like today, are as free or not as afraid as they were even a year ago from today. Like people are out and about now, right? It's like you can just tell. You know, you go out to the movies; it's pretty much packed now. Restaurants are packed. You know, uh, social events are packed. Everybody's hanging out, and um, it's almost. It, it feels like the world is back. You know, it's back to normal almost. It, it pretty much is back to normal. Um, and um, I just feel like in that little gap, right, that two-year gap, you know, from 2020 to even like maybe a few months ago, the whole thing about, you know, metaverse and, 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 and you know, being virtual was really something that could actually take place and actually happen. Now, I don't believe that as much now. I don't really hear a whole lot about metaverse or people using met, uh, the metaverse, or even marketing on the metaverse, because I remember like maybe five months ago, 
there was like a hard push in the marketing for Metaverse from, from Facebook and getting an Oculus or getting getting a VR headset. Now I heard about it like very, very little. And I, I think that's a good thing because I think people nowadays, with how good technology is and how cool an Oculus is and how cool VR can be, it still does not beat in person. And it's like, it's it, we're like nowhere even close for that being like a, a, a dominant form of medium, a dominant form of entertainment that we can all, you know, get behind. You know, so I feel like Oculus and, and Metaverse is kind of like taking a couple leaps back. Because I remember like maybe at the beginning of this year, Mark Zuckerberg was like promoting this hardcore, like super hard. This is going to be the new thing. It's revolutionary. Everybody's going to do it and, you know, ramping up production and ramping up promotion for it. And it all just, for me at least, in my zeitgeist, in my circles of friends and community, it all just kind of went away. And I feel like that's for the best. Yeah, it's just like an unnecessary thing that we don't need yet, right? Like, you ever, like, come across things that, you know, just like the Messenger app, like, we did not need that. That was not necessary. You had something good and you ruined it. Like, there's a lot of things that happen nowadays that did not happen before that just seem very, very unnecessary, right? You, you think to yourself, wow, they spent money on that. They actually made that and they thought that it would be an everlasting thing or they thought that it would be a good thing, right? Like, they thought that this was going to be a big hit, a big swing, a big, you know, uh, cash, you know, cash grab, I guess you could say, Um you know, how they say swing for the fences, you know, go big or go home, right? I guess not. I mean, it, you know, if the culture, you know, dictates of what happens, I feel like the culture is very anti-metaverse and very anti-VR. We're still very much in person, an in-person species. We love doing things in person. We, 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 you know, music festivals, all that stuff, concerts, you know, sporting events. I was just at one. We're still all like game for that. You know, we wanna we wanna see the 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 fights in a in 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 a crowded stadium at a at a sporting event. We wanna see um, crazy stunts being performed on stage at a concert. We wanna see magic shows, right? We wanna see the 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 stuff that you just have to be there to experience it. Like even this past weekend, when I was at the game, this guy had a little bit too much to drink. You know, was having too much fun, yelling stuff he shouldn't have been yelling. And right next to him is right next to him is his daughter, you know, pleading for him to shut up. You know, you know, it's like oh, I feel I felt so bad for this little uh, little girl that her dad was just yelling shit and making a literally a fool out of himself, and that his dad his his daughter was just trying not to look and trying to you know to make him sit down. I was just like, oh my god, I I can't imagine being in that situation. It'd just be so painful, right? That's why I, I, I try, I, I rarely drink that much at sporting events or at, in public in general because I just don't want to be that person to drag that much attention. I feel like, like, you know, it could be, of course it would be fun. It'd be f- so amazing to do that. Everybody would, would want to do that. But it wouldn't be fun for anybody else that was sober around you. They would want to get away from you. And I feel like, you know, having experiences when I've had too much a drink, like this was like a long time ago. It's like it's not a fun, fa- it's not a fun feeling. It's not fun for your friends, for anybody else involved. It's just like it's not worth it. 
It's like, do I want to be ridiculed, made fun of? Uh, you know, maybe some people be like, I can't do this with you because you always take it too far. No, I don't want that. You know, so it's just like you got to find, you know, you just got to, you know, just be responsible, I guess. And this dude, this dude was not responsible at all, man. He was yelling at, you know, not just like the Padres players, but like Padres fans at the stands. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Just put the beer down, <laughs> you know, take drink some water, please. Oh, man, it was a fun time, fun time. It was still fun, though. Speaking of something that, that wasn't fun, that actually was kind of painful to watch, um, I finally, because it arrived on streaming, I actually got around to watching Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear spinoff movie starring Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear. And, um, yeah, th- that was definitely something that should not have been made. That, that, that definitely was something that nobody wanted or needed or even thought of. But, you know, Pixar and Disney decided to make it. And, you know, it didn't do that well at the box office. If you've, you know, kept up with the news, it kind of bombed. Um, I can bring up the total right now because I don't think it was that much. I'll look it up right now because it's, it's no longer in theaters. So it made its theatrical run. It came out in... I think it came out in June, like mid-June. Yeah, it came out in mid-June and had a little bit of a theatrical run. And it wasn't really, you know, received well by either critics or fans for, for various reasons. And um, I just want to get the box office total right now. This is from uh, uh, Box Office Mojo, which is a source that I use. Because it always brings me, like, pretty accurate... Um, results in terms of movie grossing, you know, mo- uh, money. So domestically, this movie made $118 million. Internationally, it made $106 million for a grand total of or $224 million at the box office. Now, I've heard that that's not great, right? That it's not good. Um, you know, just to put into uh, perspective... I'm going to look up Toy Story 4's um, box office total because this was, this was the last movie, I think the last Pixar movie to come out before COVID-19. So, so Toy Story 4 made over a billion dollars. So a lot of people saw that movie. And I I, 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 agree. I did see it in theaters too, and I, I do agree that I thought it was a really good movie. Was it totally necessary? No, not really. Did it was it good enough for me to say okay I'm satisfied yeah I thought it was I thought it was satis- satisfying definitely again again I th- I, th- I could have you know done with just three I thought three ended it perfectly but you know it was it was nice it was pleasant it was a lot better than I thought it was definitely funnier the funniest one that I think that exists um and it was it was a nice watch it was definitely it was worth the ticket right. So clearly, there's a big diff, a, a huge drop off between Toy Story Four and Lightyear. Lightyear got again, like I said, two hundred and twenty-four million. That's it worldwide. Um, and I had to, you know, I had to see it for myself. I've heard things about it. I've heard that it's good at the start. 
then it then it just becomes really you know generic and not good and i've heard like you know that it's not good at all i've heard people like certain aspects certain characters um so i had to watch it for myself so i was like all right i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a fan of buzz lightyear i remember watching buzz lightyear as a kid and being one of my favorite characters of all time, played by Tim Allen, such a cool, charismatic character, you know, a space ranger, really cool thing. He's a toy. Him and Woody had had a great chemistry, great dynamic as as you know, being a toy. And this is him not being a toy, right? It's like this. Remember, they they at the beginning of this movie, they straight up say, in like, uh, you know, like like subtitles, right? The titles before the movie even begins. Like, in 1995, a boy named An- named Andy saw this movie that was ba- that that base- was based off the toy, or, or that, that inspired the toy of Buzz Lightyear. This is that movie. And throughout the entire movie, I was like, there is no way that Andy loved this movie and that this movie was that good. That they made a toy off the fucking guy in the movie. Like, first of all, the the whole perspective of it, the whole you know myth, the whole story that this is the movie that that that, that inspired the toy of Buzz Lightyear is is just bogus. You you see it, you're like, okay, let's see what you got. And then the movie is just like totally uninspired. Like the story of this movie is so just absolutely god awful it's dog shit it's it's straight up unnecessary uneventful Uh, like like there's no really emotional attachment that i have with anybody in this movie not even chris pratt can save it no one can save this movie there's a couple funny parts with the cat the robot cat and a couple of other other characters but you know by like the majority of the movie is just really, really boring. And I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, there's no way that any kid would enjoy this movie. Like, it's just, it's just so, it's actually very, very boring and very, very uneventful. Like, there's a couple cool scenes that happen, a couple cool, you know, uh, uh, set pieces in the movie that that, that's kind of cool. But for the most part, like, the movie just really seems to, like, not pick up any pace and just kind of you know it feels like we're you know doing something big but it doesn't it doesn't it it doesn't look like it's big at all you know it just it kind of feels like it's it's just like a, a really wimpy premise of a movie and it's not really like it, it copies a lot of things from other movies that I've seen um, it's got a lot of callbacks to like the the, the to Buzz Lightyear and the in Toy Story it does a lot of fan service, but really, I mean, there's nothing desirable in this movie. Like, not even Chris Evans makes the character any fun, I'll be honest with you. And what was always so, um, you know, for me as a kid, what was so great about Buzz Lightyear was his, like, heroistic charisma and how he was, like, trying to be, you know, the hero and, like, his naiveness was also very funny. You know, it was that was so cool about him. And that's what actually drove you to like that character because, first of all, he thinks that he's a space ranger, but he's actually a toy on Earth. Hello, that's in, that's 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 inherently funny. 
this is just a guy who you know is doing space missions and really there's like nothing else you know like no one emotional pull towards that you know for him or any other characters really because everything just goes by so fast they just want you to see the cool little set pieces of action and there's isn't really that many so i'm thinking like wait 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 wait, wait. like is this a comedy are we doing an action flick am i supposed to feel a certain type of way for this character like i i, I have no idea what's happening and i always you know pixar usually is like has pretty good writing and pretty good tearjerker moments and pretty good like impactful moments this movie didn't have any of that i could not believe it they had no real story no emotional impact no um actual like good parts that move you like no and, and like for the majority of the time very very unfunny and you know from listen i mean i'm not telling you that minions and despicable me movies are you know golden cinema i'm not telling you that at all but they do bring in the money they bring in the asses to seats to see those movies because they're funny they are actually funny and i haven't seen the newest one but if i could you know take from what i've seen from despicable me one two three and minions movie i mean they're pretty much funny across the board um and this just wasn't funny at all when it probably should have been because it was an animated movie made for kids um and if you're not going to go with a heartwarming inspirational story about buzz lightyear and his friends and just kind of like be you know half acid then you got to go funny and they did not go funny at all like say what you will about thor 2 i haven't seen it yet but a lot of people love that comedy and a lot of people thought it was funny i don't know if anybody thought that this movie was funny at all like when I saw it, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is this is just like it's wasting my time. Like I I couldn't believe that a Pixar movie, a Pixar Animation Studios film, was this much of a waste of my time. I really I, I truly could not believe it. Um, it's a disgrace to Pixar, a disgrace to Disney, and clearly they just wanted to see if they can bank some money off the name of the movie Lightyear. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I gotta say, truly, um boring uninspired uh and just a cash grab and you know they try they try to get some money from it but they didn't make enough so they put on disney plus so soon um everything about this movie's week the story the characters the villain is some of the most stupidest shit i've ever seen in animated or live action of all time and, and talk about like no stakes no um no what's not just stakes but no like um you know what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen like no like actual like uh oh my god what's no stakes in the movie nothing and the villain just you know makes it even worse i feel like the villain is like maybe the worst part of the movie and i'll just spoil it right here and now uh, of course the villain is zerg right but the way they do zerg and the way that it's done in the movie is actually really, really pathetic. And, and the fact that they, the, how much they want to make you care about Buzz and Zerg's, you know, um, rivalry in this movie and, and what they do to make it seem like it's important, oh, it's so bad. It, it, it's so terrible. It's actually, like, 
Really? That's that's what you came up with? You had a much better story in Toy Story 2. And this is what you gave me? I guess it, uh, another thing is like you kind of can't get get toy toy story buzz out of your head when you see this movie. It's because it 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 wants to negate all that, but it's like those movies are so important to so many people that wanted to see Lightyear in the first place. And it's like you're just going to negate all that to 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 to, to, to make this that makes zero sense and I don't understand how anybody who's even seen Toy Story would even want to watch this again or even enjoy it. It's like, what What were you guys thinking? And, dude, I mean, I'm just going to say it right here and now. This movie straight up copies, almost completely copies this scene from Top Gun Maverick. It's, it's in the very beginning of the movie, and as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, no, Really? Did they really just copy this? I'm not going to say what it is or what what happens in the scene, but if you've seen Top Gun Maverick and you watch this, I mean, if you're like me, you'll be like, what the fuck? They just copied Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> um, yeah, all in all, not, not a very good movie. Pretty pretty disappointed. I will have to say that. I mean, I, I, I just... This felt like a lower-tiered Pixar movie when it had the name and the promotion and the hype to be one of their better movies. Like, in my opinion, this is like a low movie for me in Pixar. This is not even close to Inside Out. This is not even close to Soul. Not even close to Up or The Incredibles. This is like Cars 2, The Good Dinosaur. This is like Onward. This is just not good Pixar. And yes, I said Onward. I think that movie is not very good. This this belongs in that category for me. It's just it, it's just it, it you can care less about it. I mean I, I can't even recommend it. I, I I if you wanna watch it and you wanna see if it's actually that bad, go ahead, check it out. You know, you know. See see if I'm wrong. See if I'm being over dramatic. But I don't think that you'll enjoy it. I really don't. Um and it's got like a, I think like a 5.7 on IMDb for like user reviews. Like it's, it's not, it's not a very, you know, talked about movie, not a very liked movie. Um, just for a good measure though, I'm going to check the most credible source a movie could have, which is Rotten Tomatoes. Cause they're always right. Right. Um, let's just see what did Lightyear get on Rotten Tomatoes? See, see, Rotten Tomatoes is pretty nice. They gave it a 75 for, for critics and 84 for audiences. Now, I don't, I do not know what these people were watching because this is just not, it's, it's not a good movie. Like, it's definitely like, it, you, you won't think about it past you watching it. You, you won't, you will not come away from it like, oh my God, that movie blew, blew me away or I was not expecting that or that moved me or that was a, that was a really interesting story. You will not walk away from that at all. It's very generic, very very rinse and repeat. Um, you know, some of the uh, honestly, some of the animation and the 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 um, I guess you could say effects in the movie also aren't all that good. Like especially like for Pixar status, you would expect more. I think, and it's just like okay, whatever. I mean, like you know, whatever. It's cool. I mean, 
<laughs> I I mean it's funny to to laugh at because they did they didn't make that much money so you can kind of say like yeah you get what you get I guess it's just not a good movie and very forgettable you, you know I mean like I I don't know maybe I was expecting too much I probably was I was I was probably expecting like a fucking space epic or a space opera like Star Wars or something like that and then just got a heaping pile of shit. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I just I I couldn't connect it. I couldn't connect it with anything that I had, you know, previously with Buzz Lightyear the character, or even like with this new movie and the this these characters. Just nothing for me sticked. All right. Well, I mean that's that with that heaping piece of piece of garbage. Um, I'm gonna talk about a movie that was actually pretty good. That I was not expecting to watch until I saw that it was on Hulu. That it was available to be streamed. And that was Prey. The new Predator movie, Prey. And this movie, just a quick synopsis, is about the first Predator that landed on Earth. In the year, I believe it was 1719. So over 300 years ago. This movie takes place in the Comanche territory of the Uni- of America back in the day. And immediately when I saw the promotion for this, it's like Predator in Comanche Native American territory in the 1700s. I was like, huh, that could be pretty cool, actually. You know, the Indians back then didn't have that much technology. They had bows and arrows and spears right, tracking, um, poisons with, like, berries and shit, I'm probably getting all that wrong, but, like, you know what I'm talking about, very primitive technology, and then you got the Predator with his, you know, his weapons, his strength, his knives, his targeting system that we all know well with the three red dots for lasers, um, I was like, you know what, this could be cool, this could be actually pretty sick, um, I was a little disappointed that it was on Hulu because if it wasn't on Hulu, I think I would have gone and see this in the theaters. I think I would have. And the, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't believe it. You know, you have the Predator versus a Native American woman. Let me say that again. You have the Predator against a Native American warrior woman. People are like, what is he going to say now? It was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool movie. Um, there's definitely, you know, some parts in it, especially with the CGI, that feel like it was made for streaming only. It's like, ugh, you know, a little iffy CGI in a couple areas. But, like, overall, like, it was a decent, like, hour and 40-minute fun. It's not a super long movie. It gets right to the chase. It's interesting. It's cool to see how the Native Americans, you know, deal with this predator and how he operates and how freaky he is and, you know, some crazy, crazy things that, you know, he does. I learned a little bit more about the predator, actually, in this movie that he's he he only kills the things that oppose him as the apex hunter. Right. So he won't really kill an innocent being as long as he's being hunted, unless he's being hunted, or it is hunt- hunting something else, therefore, then he will, like, you know, hunt it and kill it, 
to to prove that he is the apex hunter of that planet or that area, whatever. And that was a really interesting take. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not like solely sound on predator lore or predator, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, spin-offs or like, you know, the, 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 the universe of predator. So I don't know if that's completely true or not, but for me in this movie, when I watched it, I bought into it. Um, I really enjoyed the characters in it. All uh, the native Americans portrayed the Comanche portrayed. Uh, it was really cool, really interesting. Um, there's some really cool scenes in this. There's a scene where I was like, Whoa, I couldn't believe it. It was so cool. Um, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but it's not too much. We have our character, Naru, running away from this predator. and Or not from the predator, um, from the a grizzly bear. Right, a grizzly bear, a giant... Think about this. An American grizzly bear back in the 1700s. These things are beasts. These things get so big because not many people can kill them nowadays, or back then. And you get this beast, I mean this huge bear... And it's chasing our hero, Naru, through the the wilderness and the and the rivers. And she finds a little hiding crevice space. And then you see, you know, the predator sees that he, the bear is hunting her. And he's like, oh, this thing's massive. I got to take this motherfucker down. And then you actually see the predator versus a grizzly bear. I was like, whoa, holy shit, that was so cool. And, uh, and they fight, they claw. And it's like, whoa, this is so sick. I've never seen this before, but this would be so cool to see. And then, of course, the, you know, the Predator wins because he's the, the, the main bad guy in the movie. It takes a little while to beat the grizzly bear, but the Predator does win. And that was so cool. That was so cool. That was so cool to see. And I was like, that was like one of the coolest scenes I've ever seen in my life. In, in, in the Predator universe. That was so cool. Um, although I will say this. I know that the Predator's, like, one of his main, you know, abilities is to be invisible and cloak, right? I just kind of wish that they didn't have him cloaked all that much in the in this movie. I feel like that might have been because of budget reasons, but, like, I, I, I kind of wanted to see the actual, you know, him clearly and not just him cloaked all the time. Um, that was, like, one of my, my, also one of my main gripes is, like, he's he's cloaked in it for a lot of the times, you know, towards the end, he doesn't. He's not as cloaked as he is in the beginning, but you know, it's still really, really cool. There's another shot that's like in a. It's in a lot of the promotions, a lot of the trailers. It's like a, him in like this very foggy, uh, very foggy area in like the forest, and that is such a cool scene. That is such a cool scene. I won't say anymore because I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's so cool. It's so well done too, and how like. They, they kind of took Predator almost to its, like, even more primal roots than the first movie. Because in the first movie, they still had guns. They had, like, little radar things. You know, they had, like, uh, uh, you know, assault rifles and all that. And they still couldn't kill it. And you go even more back in time, in the 1700s, where they just got bow and arrows and shit. And it, it, it kind of makes it more like, I wouldn't say, like, a level playing field. But it's like you know, humanity's, you know, most primal state, and then the predator's also most primal state, and whose primal state is better at hunting 
you know, either the Native American Comanches or the Predator. You know, who's better? At, who's really the true, the true hunter? It's cool to see. It's a cool matchup. It's actually, and it, you know, it actually was better than I thought. You know, aside from some CGI things that could have been touched up a little bit better. Not him being as cloaked as he is in the movie could have been done a little bit better too. I, I, I wish I would have seen him more not cloaked. But other than that, I mean, this movie was sick. It was really cool. If this was in theaters, I think it, w- it would have done a pretty, you know, pretty, you know, decent run, I think. It is Hulu's most streamed movie, you know? It's uh, definitely, you know, worth watching, I would say. If you just want a quick, you know, sci-fi, I guess I guess it would be horror, maybe sci-fi thriller movie. It's pretty gory, but, like, you know, what do you expect? It's a Predator movie, you know? What do you expect? Um, definitely give it a shot, I think. I think I think people would be, most people would be pretty entertained by it and be like, oh, yeah, this is kind of like what it's really all about, really. And it makes me want more Predator movies to do this, just these little one-offs. Like, I want to see a Predator versus a, a tribe, not a tribe, but, like, a bunch of, like, gladiators. I want to see that. I want to see, like, the Predator versus a, um, what, what like, uh, um, what, what would it be? Like, uh, maybe just killing, um, uh, Sasquatch or the Predator versus, like, a, like, uh, the 300 Spartans. Like, make it so, like, the 300 Spartans actually died by a Predator. Like, the Predator actually killed the Spartans, not the Persians. Or a, a bunch of Predators coming to Earth and waging war against uh, the Persians or the Spartans. Like, that'd be cool, too. Like, just some of these stupid, like, spin-off things that really, you know, are just dumb but would be entertaining, you know? I feel like that there can't be all that much, you know, lore behind Predator because his, just, his one thing that he does is kill anything that, you know, tries to challenge him. So it's like, hey, just throw a bunch of stuff in there, you know, go to a bunch of er- um, eras of time and throw the Predator at it, you know? Let's see what happens. Like, I think that the gladiators in, like, an arena versus the Predator would be fucking sick. That would be awesome to see that. Like, the most mightiest warriors just you know, just go at it with the Predator. That'd be so cool. Um, but yeah, that'd be sick. Go watch that movie. Go watch Prey. Don't watch Lightyear. Check out Prey. If you have, you know, the Disney bundle, you do get Hulu with Disney+. Plus. So, highly recommend you check out Prey. Definitely a fun watch. Definitely a fun viewing, if you catch my drift. Um, anyways, everybody, thank you again for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, I don't know if you caught this at the beginning, but I didn't say what the date was today. You know, I was I was kind of pondering it a couple days ago, whether I should keep saying that or not. But then my friend mentioned it to me, like, do you really have to say it? I'm like, and I was like, mm, I, I kind of feel like I could cut that. Or if I got rid of that, would anybody really, would anybody really care if I had that in there or not? Does anybody really care? You know when the podcast comes out. I don't have to say when it comes out, right? Um, so I don't know. I might keep it out. I might put it back in. I don't know. It definitely felt weird not saying the date, though. I will say that. I, I didn't have to, you know, 
I, I did have to remind myself, like, as I was speaking, like, don't say the date. Don't say the date. You do not say the date. But, yeah. I mean, who knows? I don't, I, I probably, honestly, I probably won't bring it back just because it's it's one less thing that I have to do and one less thing that, you know, I, I, I one thing that I, I really don't think people really cared about, honestly. I mean, if you listen on the day it comes out, then you know. You just know the day already. Like, I don't need to remind people that they're behind on the podcast also. I feel like people, when they get reminded when things come out, they're almost kind of discouraged to even listen to it because they might be behind or whatever. I don't know. That's just something I think about. It's probably not true, but, you know, it it could be for you. I don't know. Um, but again, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, any ideas or any topics that you want me to talk about i'll definitely consider it if you you know shoot me a dm in a social media platform that i have linked in the the descriptions of the podcast and yes those are the links that i have sent you are social media platforms that already have built-in messaging so you will not need to download an app to message and yeah that's uh, that's it thank you again for listening thank you for watching i'll see you guys next week